Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Bonnie from Baked by Bonita. We're going to be talking all about how Bonnie makes these incredible cakes and how she got into cake baking. So first of all, Bonnie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm well. Yes, I'm good. Thank you very much because this is, yeah, this is a privilege to uh, come and have a chat with you because this is, this just doesn't happen. <laughs> this no. doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to uh, spread the word. Definitely. Um, and also just in terms of, you know, you've, the, like you said, for cake baking that's like mostly online, it's, it's not often that you can kind of you don't put your cakes in shops or things like that. So it's difficult to kind of get the word out, I guess. Mm. Yeah, no, it is definitely, um, definitely. And you're always trying to find like new ways of obviously marketing and drawing people in and things like that. And obviously the beauty of social media these days is, you know, that it's free marketing. It's That's where I sort of generate all my business through social media. But sometimes it is nice that there isn't necessarily a person, like people don't get to see the personality behind the business. So obviously, like you say, if there's a shop or if there's a shop front or something like that where you've got customers coming and going or um, it, it's it's very rare that people actually see who I am. I probably should put more on social media of me, myself, rather than, you know, just my cakes. But so, yeah, so it's nice to actually, you know, be able to to sort of put across who I am as well as yeah. just the cakes. Definitely. So take me back to when you were younger. So have you always been into baking and have you always been good at it? Yeah, it's a funny one, really. So I, this has all happened by fluke. This even sometimes I'm a bit like, how has this actually become like this? Because, um, yeah, I've always loved baking. Um, my grandma's always baked. My mom is an excellent cook and she also bakes. So, yeah, so I've always enjoyed it. I've always done it as a, you know, when you get up in the morning one day when you're a kid and you go, oh, I'm a bit bored. Let's, 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 let's pick a cake. Um, we have all, as a family, we have got a, such a sweet tooth. My granddad was a lover of cakes, so he'd always be a, you know, taste tester. Um, so, yeah, so it, it literally just started that it was actually one of my mum's friends. Um, she asked me to make a cake for a little girl. So I'd made that cake and then enjoyed it. Didn't really think anything of it. And then again, I think then somebody else must have asked for one and then a family friend asked for one. And then it kind of just started to tumble, really. Um, and it's funny because obviously now the massive part of my business and what makes me me is my decorating and obviously my style of the cakes and keeping my niche. Um, but I, that was something I'd never taken much interest in. I'd always loved to, to bake and to obviously make all these lovely treats but I've never done any form of decorating. So that really, I mean, when I go back to, to looking at my original cakes, I mean, the, the difference um, it is phenomenal. But yeah, I, I, I've always loved it, but I would never have said, you know, this is going to be a business. Um, and it was actually, in the end, it was someone who was, you know, a big figure in my life at the time who said, right, why don't you get on social media? come on, let's get you, let's get you an Instagram page and just start, you know, spreading the word. And I just thought, who would ever buy a cake from me? Like, as obviously when you've got all of these big brands, all of these big names and all of, you know, the likes of Lathans and Broughton and Finch Bakery and all that, I always just thought, why would anybody choose 
me bonnie lives in pemberton um so so yeah so it has been it has been a journey but it's um yeah it's amazing and so was it when sort of more people kept you know wanting to order cakes from you that you kind of had that light bulb moment when you realized that you're good at it and that you realized people were wanting it but also was it at that point you thought I'm going to make this like my my job yeah so I so I started my Instagram page in 2018 um and I would just post the odd thing you know I was I always had a full-time job so I was working either at, at, at the gym I was a swimming teacher and I've always had a I've always had a full-time job so I've done all sorts of things, but I've I've never had a idea of what I want to do. I've never had that, you know, that vocation or that dream or, you know, I want to be uh, such a thing one day. So I've always just sort of taken life in the moment, any job opportunities, any sort of like, you know, new beginnings I've sort of jumped at. So this all kind of fell into place when, um, when COVID hit, really. I was very lucky to keep my job at the time I was working for Ladens of Broughton and I was just literally in the factory you know my skills were kind of wasted really because you're literally just covering cakes and off you go to the next one um you know I couldn't exactly do my own thing it was just literally a factory you know in the back so um so yeah so I was I was really lucky to keep my job and then I was still working there and I was still doing my cakes and it was just almost that I was I was doing more at home and earning more money and being busier with my own stuff than I actually was, you know, going out to work and doing 30 odd, 40 hours a week. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, in the end, I just thought, actually, let's just do it. I think it was the point where I was coming home. I was miserable. I was getting stressed because I was, I knew I had cakes to do, but yeah, I couldn't get out of work and all of that. Yeah. And then I think my mum and dad just turned around and said, Bonnie, let's just do it. You know, take the leap, quit your job and just, just go for it. Yeah. So within a few months, we'd gone from baking in my family kitchen to I've got my own kitchen in the house, separate to, to the family kitchen. So we'd set that up during during lockdown and then just carried on and just, yeah, just took the leap. And obviously, like, you're, we'll go on to your decorating in a minute, but, like, the sponges, like, predominantly, obviously a cake, it's pretty to look at, but it needs to taste good. Um, yes. And I was saying earlier, I got a cake from you for my birthday and everyone was like in awe of what it looked like, but also like the taste of it. They were like, this is the nicest cake they'd ever had. So what's your process on like getting the, that, the sponges right? You know, did you have to choose a few recipes, see what you like? What was that like for you? That... <laughs> That's a really good question to be fair. I've always as well, I've always said, I want to make sure that it tastes good as well as looks good. So I will, nothing will ever go out of my kitchen if I'm not happy with it. So, you know, I have been, especially at the beginning, I've been known to throw away, not throw away cakes. I mean, they go into the office and everybody else eats them, but you know, I will never decorate and cover a cake and send it out if I'm not happy with it. So in terms of coming with the recipe sort of thing, it's literally just, I mean, it's a recipe that's pretty much a classic recipe that most people would use. Um, but it is, I mean, to make a Victoria sponge is, is the same, regardless of who does it, really. But it's the technique of doing it. So, you know, it's making sure that you've not overmixed it and that you're not over baking or under baking or um so yeah that has it is just been practice 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 because at the beginning it was it was that I would take the cakes out of the oven they wouldn't always be the same 
Whereas now, touch wood, even though I have had a very bad week this week and things have been going wrong, but I a lot of the time things come out of the oven and and they are pretty much the same. But it is, it's it's like anything. If you do one once every blue moon, um, you're never going to get the same results each time. Whereas if I'm, you know, churning out however many cakes a week, it you just it's just practice just practice but the actual basic recipe would just be like what you would probably do if you was to just bake a cake on a weekend yeah and you know like now how many cakes are you making a day or a week you know like you're busy now so what kind of scale is that yeah I I am but it is it's a really funny one because it will vary every week so some weeks obviously some weeks it's all celebration cakes other weeks I'll get an influx of cupcake orders so all of a sudden I'm like oh, I've just made like you know 200 cupcakes this weekend um or it can be yeah that I'll have like you know six seven eight celebration cakes on a Saturday or it will completely vary um it's it's one of those where at the minute I do work three days a week Monday Tuesday Wednesday for our family business um but I am looking to 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 filter that off because obviously we've well I've got quite a big you know a big thing happening in the summer hopefully so we will be moving premises um we'll be moving to Samuelsbury so we've got um, a family farm there which we're doing a barn conversion and there will be a building there which is obviously completely separate to the house it'll be standalone for my cakes double the size of what I've got now um and obviously I want to start to open that up to doing way more cakes than I'm doing now and also to invite children in and do children's parties and little baking tutorials and things like that so there is um there's a lot in the pipeline um so it's sort of yeah the minute it's take each week as it comes because you just can never judge so if you have say eight celebration cakes to do on a Saturday obviously you can't like can you you can't make the sponges way in advance because they go off would they not like how 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 does that so you how does that even work yeah no it is a funny one I mean one of my little things so say if I've got a mad busy weekend this is always something that is very controversial but cakes freeze very well okay so say if I've got a mad busy Saturday and yeah I'm having to like you know do extra things on a Thursday or Friday or whatever and I can't always bake the cakes fresh um I will always stick them in the freezer the day before so I'll never make them like you know a month before or three weeks before at most, it will be like five days before, but they will be in the freezer. Um, you know, that freezer is monitored, it's checked, it's made sure that it's, you know, it's all good to go. Because as well, taking the cakes out the freezer when they're still chilled is way easier to decorate your cakes. So um, when people watch all these videos online and like, you know, they just literally put the buttercream on, there's no cake that comes off or anything like that. A lot of the time, people will have frozen their sponges. That's a, a tip. That is a tip. So this is it sometimes. I mean, you know, a freezer, whatever goes in, it comes out the same, doesn't it? As long as it's not left for ages. And I, I make sure they're really sealed. So I'll like literally triple wrap them in cling film um, and then stick them in the freezer. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's my secret tip. <laughs> if we get on to like the decorating, um, mm-hmm. talk me through your style, but also like with your buttercream. Like, so on my cake, it was like really glittery and really nice, but just like general buttercream, because like, so you use a piping bag or and whatever, and you've got one of those spinny things that you put the cake on. 
Well, I made a cake and used buttercream and probably because it wasn't frozen, it all came off the sides and then it just, I got really frustrated with it. So like, what's your method of decorating? So the best thing to do with the buttercream, and again, this has been what I've learned over the years. Like I did a little tutorial at Runshaw College yesterday um, and I did a demonstration with a few students. And, you know, it, it was even they were getting so, some of them were getting so frustrated with the fact that their cake was peeling off. They had all these gaps, they had jam running out, you know, they were getting in a mess. But it's all things that you learn as you go along. So one of the best things that I ever picked up on was to make your buttercream as soft as you can get it, really. I mean, you don't want it too soft so that obviously it falls off the cake, but your buttercream will set over time. You Obviously, you, you store your cakes in the fridge anyway. Um, but to make sure, because I think a lot of it is when you make cakes at home with kids or whatever, or you're doing it on a weekend or whatever, you'll probably use a hand mixer to make your buttercream and you probably whip it for like, what, three, four minutes and then you're done. Whereas I will obviously use my stand mixer and my butter's always soft before it goes in, but I will literally set my whisk going and I'll go off, you know, carry on doing everything else that I need to do and then just keep scraping down the sides of my bowl. So by the time I come back to it, it's probably gone like, you know, three shades lighter for a start mm. um, and it gives it that really loose texture so that you're not trying to, you know, pull it around the cake where you're then getting all your cake to peel off. But again, like you just said, your cakes probably weren't chilled. They would have been probably you know room temperature um and 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 soft yeah so I think if you probably have chilled your cake or even stuck it in the freezer even for like 20 minutes you would find it so much easier so talk me through how long it takes you know from let's say it's I don't know two tiers and it's like fairly standard but because you started with your drip cakes didn't you that was your kind of yeah, so I start with the drip cakes and then you end up just like picking up on different things that really a lot of a lot of the time people would give me an, a, their inspiration as such. So what they found and they like the idea of, of the kind of cake that they like. Sometimes they'll send them send me pictures of my own cakes, which is obviously really flattering. Um, but sometimes they do give me photos of other people's cakes. Obviously, I am never going to copy a cake like for like um because somebody has worked hard on that cake somebody has chosen that design so a cake from start to finish can be that is literally like saying how long is a piece of string because depending on how well I am doing on the day um depending on you know sometimes I'll I can fly through five cakes in the morning and I'm done other times I can have five cakes and it'll take me all day. And that can be the difference between whether all the cakes are similar colours or whether they're, you know, if I've got like one vanilla, a chocolate, uh, you know, a pink one, a blue one, a green one, that as well will obviously contribute to taking longer. So it can really, really vary. And sometimes I do, sometimes I feel, you know, I'm in the mood to do it and I'm loving life and it's all good. It'll just happen. You know, I can fly through a cake but then other days, we all have our bad days. I can, you know, I'll decorate my cake, pull it apart and start again. So it really, really, really varies. But it, on a typical day, start to finish, a cake will probably take two hours, two to three hours, something like that. But again, it'll depend on so a two-tier cake. A one-tier cake, I can, you know, not including the baking, but I can decorate that in 45 minutes an hour. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like it takes a lot of precision and 
and like patience oh yeah you've got to be yeah you've got to be I think a lot of what makes my cakes um noticeable in a way or like you know that people are drawn to is the fact that I am neat I I, I will obviously you know <laughs> I will preach the fact that I am so OCD when it comes to my cakes I like everything to be neat I like it all to be level and precise but sometimes you, you've got to be like that you can't just you know stick it all on and wish for the best because you do you do that thing I have no idea what it is called but it's like you pipe one color and then the other and then like stripes and then you've got that thing well I don't know what it is again and then you go round it and it makes it like liney you know like you know what yes I mean? yeah so they're all like individual scrapers so they're amazing I use a company called Lissy Lou um I think it's London based that one but they're literally metal scrapers that will be the same as like your flat edge scrapers to get your smooth sides and you get them in all sorts of funky like designs um but I must admit like a stripy cake takes so much longer of course it does because you've got to make the first lot as in like you know the base stripes the white stripe and then you've got to stick it in the fridge until it's completely set and then go again and that is time consuming but it's so worth the effort so worth the effort what's your favorite decoration then on a cake like what would be you know um Good question. Because I do so many. It's the same as I when people say, what's your favourite thing to bake? Like, because you do so many, it's, it's hard. I mean, I don't do not like doing <laughs> I do not like doing football cakes at all. Anyway, it says do a football cake, because I am not a football lover. So my all of a sudden my imagination and my creative flair just goes out the window. But you know, if somebody comes up with, I don't know, that they want like something dead colourful or dead pretty, or they want, you know, these particular flowers or anything like that, then it, you can just go for it. And a lot of the time, what is so nice is people do trust in my, like, you know, my work. So rather than being really, I want it exactly like this. A lot of people will just say, "This is the, this is the occasion. This is the flavour. These are the sort of colours. Do whatever you like." And that to me is, you know, I love that because that just shows that people trust my skill. Yeah, um, no, definitely. I think, I don't I felt like to mine, like turquoise and then it was a bit white on top, wasn't it? And then you kind of put your own flare, flare on it, which was nice. But yeah. then my, my cousin, she made a cake similar for her friend and like recreated the, the style. And I was like, I recognise that kind of style, but it wasn't as it wasn't as good. But um, <laughs> different colours than that. But like, it was going, it was going from dark up, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yours was, yeah, yeah. No, it is, and I must admit, you will always get people that will take parts of your your ideas. And I mean, I used to get annoyed with it. I used to get, you know, that's I, I've done that. That's exactly, that looks exactly the same as mine. Or, you know, I'll do. I've been known to do when I used to do the boxes of brownies and blondies and stuff. I'll do the flavors one week, then the next week somebody'll do exactly the same box, and I'm like, what? But as my parents have always said to me, like, take that as a, you know, take that as a compliment. You know, people want to try and do what you're doing. Take it as a as a good thing. Um, but I must admit, this industry at the minute is massive. Everybody is trying to do the same thing. So that is kind of why as well I started with doing the children's parties and the tutorials because I want to find my niche. Like I love teaching, I love teaching kids. Um, and I need to find something that's going to put my own stamp on it. So yes, I'm always going to do my cake decorating. I love that. 
but it would also be nice to do my cake decorating but also teach other people what I've learned because I am completely self-taught like I did not go to any night schools I didn't go to any catering college it was literally just me trialing and you know failing a lot and and just practicing so there's a lot to learn you should do like hen parties oh definitely definitely I mean I must admit recently now that we know that we're going to be moving to the new place and stuff like I've been brainstorming loads and trying to think of different things so even like you know even yes there's classes for kids but even to try and teach the parents how to do a cake for their child you know because all mums want to decorate or want to make and decorate a birthday cake for the child of course they do you know Mm. um and sometimes people just haven't got the knack. Like, it is a fact that some people just cannot bake. You've got to be precise. If you're not precise, then it doesn't work. Um, so to even do, you know, like, little things like that. So teach the parents how to do the how to do the cakes. Or like you say, little hen parties or, you know, adults' birthday parties where it's, you know, that you have, that you do your cakes and you have a glass of Prosecco or, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can do um, because this place that we're opening up is going to be beautiful. You know, we're out in the countryside. It's a lovely place. It'll be, it'll be nice and, you know, it'll be set up. It'll be completely tailored to doing masterclasses and things like that. So it would be, yeah, it would be so nice to be able to open up and invite people in and let mm-hmm. people get to know me as well. Yeah, definitely. And so do you have like an assistant who does all your washing up? Because I could not be bothered to do all the cakes. Like you'd go through, I bet you go through so many like pots and pans and mixes and spatulas. Like, please tell me you've got like someone who just washes up and wipes the surfaces. On my bad days. And if my mum listens to this, she's going to howl. But my mum, <laughs> yeah, on my bad days when I've got like, the sink piled up high with pots and whatever and yeah she'll come in would you like me to do your washing up for you and I'm like yes please yes I do but no a lot of it as well you need your stuff as you go as you go along so I must honestly I must wash up about 20 times a day the amount of washing up gloves and you know washing up sponges that I go through in a day um our water bill must be sky high but um yeah, I'm, I must admit when you've done a long day and then you look at the and then you look at the sink and realize you've got to wash up, it's pretty soul destroying. Yeah, well, also though with the like price of everything rising, you know, food costs. I did see on your Instagram about like the cost. Of, oh yeah. Obviously, like your prices will go up, which is understandable because you're spending two three hours on a cake, you're baking it, the ingredients. Have you noticed like? well I don't know how much flour you go through a week but have you noticed a big change as well yeah I have yeah recently I mean a lot of the stuff like flour and things like that flour's pennies like you know you you buy that in massive 16 kilogram bags and stuff like that and I do buy everything on bulk I use like quite a local supplier he's he's amazing he's really good helps me out when I'm like I need butter tomorrow um but I mean don't get me wrong I will still go to the local supermarket and go and get stuff because you will always run out of stuff but I must admit recently butter I mean obviously to do it well to do a cake so say an eight inch three four layer cake I will use three blocks of butter if not four blocks of butter so when you've got your butter from going I don't know it it was like one pound 59 it's like one pound 95 now in some shops like that is a massive increase when you're using four blocks um and it does all add up like yeah it it is getting expensive um so 
you you if at the minute it's all the same for everybody isn't it but we I do have to take that into consideration um and you know if, if I ever say like when I put out my post the day on Instagram people understand you know we're all in the same boat and and also a lot of the time people aren't paying me for the ingredients they're paying me for my skill of decorating the cake so yeah it's all relative but it's expensive so if you like you were talking about your marketing and social media you've got a tiktok account which is like really i find it really satisfying to watch people bake cake and like decorate cakes and just smooth it out and oh it's just i find it really satisfying um how long have you been i don't know getting creative with the instagram reels and the tiktoks and so I must admit, I am at the minute rubbish with TikTok. Like I started my TikTok, I was, you know, doing them really regularly and I was posting and, and it's funny because you do, you notice your engagement go up. If you invest your time in social media, you get a lot back from it. So I always make sure I keep on top of my Instagram um, more because I'll do my cakes and I'm proud. Like I want everybody to see what I've just done. So I get excited to, to post and to show everybody. Um, but with TikTok, it's funny because obviously when I'm in my kitchen, and I'm focused and I'm I'm always rushing like in a way you know it's very rare I have all day to be like oh I've got all day to do my cakes today because I also you know I also have a life and <laughs> um, there's always places I've got to be and things that I've got to do or you know a customer wants to collect at one o'clock or rather than six o'clock or whatever so you're always against the clock so quite often I'll start a cake and I'm like oh I should have got my t- you know I should have started recording I should have done my TikTok so I, I am really soon going to start really hammering down on TikTok because like you say, the videos, people love them. They are so satisfying to watch. Mm-hmm. But for me, I need to, you know, it's a lot of setting up. It's a lot of faffing, which I know is bad and I should definitely do more. Um, but yeah, they are fun to do, but they, they take a while, you know. Yeah, you've got to do the before and after and all that. Have you been watching? Because mm. something else I find really satisfying is those videos of mm-hmm cake or fake you know it'll be like a, a fruit and oh is, yeah is it like a strawberry or is it a cake have you watched that thing on netflix called i think it's called cake or fake no i've seen it advertised but i haven't actually watched it but it's funny because all these programs come up about cakes and i never watch any of them but i think it's because i see so much of cake i'm like ah, oh, give me like selling sunsets or something yeah no i get that the um <laughs> the host is quite like he's very american quite um quite Hollywood cliche like you know cringy in a way yeah well they make these like a hamburger as they call them over there and it was like it looked like a, a burger and then you cut into it that is so cool and the way the, the stuff they do and, and stuff like that they use a lot of fondant mm. so I was going to ask yeah no buttercream and not fondant um again total flute really um we have actually got in our family two if not three amazing cake decorators themselves who have always done fondant cake so like as kids we've always you know if it's been a big birthday or a special birthday we've always had a fondant cake and I've never shown any interest in doing it I mean it's just been one of those things that I must admit as well I don't like faff I really don't like things being really time consuming and fiddly and and whatever yes I have the patience of a saint but when it comes to like fiddly faffy stuff no I'd sooner you know no it's just not for me even the most I do with fondant is my cupcake toppers and even then if I've got like I don't know 20 cupcake toppers to make I'm like oh 
not to any concrete office to make. So no, I would much prefer to work with buttercream. Um, and I think as well, buttercream, you've got a bit more like room for for being creative in a way. Obviously fondant is very rigid. And I love the way that doing buttercream, your colours flow better. And, yeah. you know, I find it's a lot more, and also it's the modern way of baking. You know, I'm 25. I'm, I've done this what since well, I started doing it really when I was like 20. But I, it, it's the modern way of baking. I think fondant is very traditional. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, that as well is, is a whole different skill. That is a whole skill in itself. Hmm. Um, but no, I've just never, I've just never really taken to it. I've tried little bits. I've tried making like little models and stuff, but I don't get the enjoy- enjoyment or the satisfaction out of it. Um, then I do just creating something, you know, like colourful and beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so do you do sort of like gluten-free or vegan, you know, like for people if they have like, or dairy and mm-hmm. what's kind of your, I don't know, what are the sponges you make and what kind of alternatives can you do? So at the moment, I don't offer that many alternatives. I won't lie. I have done a few vegan cakes, um, but no I've kind of stuck quite safe because as well you when it comes to allergens and things like that as well you've got to be so careful and when I'm doing it in my own kitchen that is also linked to our you know our house our family kitchen where I've got my mum coming in and out or whatever um to try and do things that are say like gluten-free or anything like that I it is I just prefer to stay away I I really do because you just don't know and especially these days you've got to be so so careful with what goes in it and obviously everything I send out has allergen stickers on it it's all you know I I keep track of everything that way but it's it's natural that in there everything is getting you know in amongst everything so at the minute I don't offer that many alternatives um but vegan I've definitely you know I, I would do on request but if you act for me, I know that this is probably wrong, but if you're going to have a cake, you're like, I, I want to do a proper cake, a traditional cake, you know, like the all calories, the all, you know, the the most luxurious, the better. Yeah, no, I, I'm, a, I'm there with you on that. Because like, yeah, there's just nothing better than a load of cream and like sugar. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so you also mentioned like you make brownies, you make cupcakes um, and you do children's baking sessions. So do you want to just talk yeah. briefly a bit about those? Yeah, so I the brownie and blondie thing was a bit of a lockdown starter because I started doing postal treats. So obviously I could send them all over the place. I was also delivering. Um, so I would literally bake everything on a Thursday, chop it up and get it delivered on a Friday. So Delivery as well was sometimes by me. So I'd rock around in my car for a few hours and go and deliver to all the houses when we were, you know, semi in lockdown and stuff. And that was thriving because people were finding ways of, you know, sending little gifts to family and friends that, you know, that they wouldn't usually do. Um, And then really when life started to resume, the brownies and blondies thing got taken over by my celebration cakes. Obviously, my celebration cakes is what I love. That's where my money is. That's where, you know, that's where I get my real love for it. So that's kind of just taken over over everything else. Um, The brownies and stuff, I'll still do every now and again. If I get a quiet week, I'll advertise and, you know, sell a few boxes. And if ever I do like the brownie and blondie stacks and things, there's always bits left over, which I'll always sell. 
and they always get snapped up. Um, and then everything else really is done on request. So obviously people ask for cookies, cupcakes is just as good as celebration cakes. So yeah, I do all sorts of all sorts of stuff. Um, and then with regards to the kids baking, this is this is very new. So this has only been going on for really a couple of months. And again, that started with a family friend asking, like, you know, can I bring my daughter one day and she can just do a couple of hours with you? And I was like, yeah, why not? So we tried it and then she came again and then her sister wanted to come. And then obviously then again, the beauty of social media, you post a photo and tell people what you're doing. There'll always be somebody that's interested. There'll always be somebody that goes, oh, actually, you know, my daughter would love that. Or as we all know, kids in the summer holidays or school holidays, parents are always looking for activities for children to do. And these days kids sit in front of their iPads, they sit in front of a PlayStation, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily do what probably you and I, Lucy, did when we were kids, that you just open the door and off you go and you go running wild or whatever. Yeah, you, had to be um, back when, you had to be back when the, the streetlights turned on. Precisely that. Whereas now kids will sit in front of an iPad for hours. And I must admit, some of the feedback that I've got from my baking sessions, it's like, it is, you know, it, it's so touching because I have learned this, this new skill. It is lovely to show it to, to the younger generation um, and also to give kids like a real, just a bit of fun, you mm-hmm. know, where they can come into the kitchen, they can make as much mess as they want, you know, they don't have to do the washing up, the parents aren't going to be watching what's getting thrown on the floor, um, they can literally just go wild, you know, I've had kids running around and then they notice that, that like I've got this lovely big garden, so they'll run outside and go do cartwheels in the garden and, you know, they can just have a moment to just, just do, just have yeah. some fun. Um. So finally, briefly, just explain if someone wants to order from you, if they've like heard heard about these cakes. Oh, I, I, and I'm not even exaggerating how good they are. Like I'm thriving off just like thinking about them. Um, can, you just, like, can you just like maybe share how people can get in touch briefly? Of course. So obviously my social media is, um, well, it's, I've got Instagram, I've got Facebook, um, I've also obviously got my TikTok. It is under literally Baked by Benita. Um, I will respond to all my direct messages on there. So if anyone ever wants to just drop me a message on direct messenger, my contact number is on there as well as if you dig a bit deeper. There's business cards flying around on boxes. If ever somebody, you know, gets a cake from me, there'll always be my contact number on there. So yeah, just drop me a message and um, give me a call and, and I can always book it in. I never need that much notice, really, depending on what it is. Prime example, last week, I did a cake with like two days notice, but because I was free, why not? I'll never say no if I'm free. Um, so yeah, no matter how big or small the order, um, it's always worth dropping a message. I'm not, so I know that there's a lot of companies out there that are booked up for months on end. Well, I quite often will never say that I'm fully booked because I'm like, well, what does fully booked mean? <laughs> and yeah. there's always more time in the day. Um, so yeah, so drop me a message and, and, and that is the best way. Oh, well, it's been so interesting chatting to you about cakes and, and about how you decorate them and that. So I just want to say thank oh. you very much for chatting with me. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire lass, 
Follow on Facebook and Instagram at From a Lancashire Lass.